This is Financially Fit Radio with Corey Sickles from Safe Harbor Retirement Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Corey provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Financially Fit Radio with Corey Sickles. Hello, and welcome back to Financially Fit Radio. My name is Corey Sickles from Safe Harbor Retirement Group and Wealth Advisors. If you'd like more information about what you hear during the show, give us a call at 614 7600670 or visit us online at safeharboroh.com. And while you're at my website, click on the radio page to check out past shows and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Also, feel free to join us every Saturday at 12:30 p.m. here locally in Central Ohio on uh, WBNS, which is the CBS network here, and you catch our 30-minute TV show, which is Financially Fit with Safe Harbor Retirement Group. Joining me this week and every week is my co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you today? Yeah, I've been great. Uh, busy week once again, uh, making it through, but uh, the highlight is doing the show each weekend with you, Corey, having fun, getting together, and thanks for having me on once again. I'm really looking forward to this one. Uh, but before we get into our, today's topic, uh, Safe Harbor, I know you guys have been busy interviewing uh people, meeting with people, um, meeting with our listeners and your clients out there, helping them with their finances, right? I have been, you know, it's, it's actually, a been a pretty busy time of the year, you know, school, you know, school's going back, you know, parents are going to have a little bit more time and they can focus on themselves a little bit more as well. And, uh, it, you know, it's just a good time to sit down, review your financial plan and, uh, you know, make sure you're going to have the retirement that you wish. So yes, it's it's been a busy time. Looking forward to fall coming up. You know, football's only, you know, now we're we're looking only within a couple of weeks away here, and you know, looking forward to uh, uh, seeing how what the Buckeyes look like as well. Oh yeah, the Buckeyes. I know you're excited about that. That's great. Um, and today I'm excited about our topic because you told me earlier we're talking about reducing our spending and avoiding wasteful spending. And I'm always looking forward to expand my knowledge about personal finances. My wife and I, uh, we try to stick to our budget, but uh, we can always use some more tips in that area. Yeah, Tony, you know, a, a lot of personal financial advice can be really lumped into really the two phrases, right? Spend less and save more. You hear that a lot. You know, often yep. financial you know, experts focus either on what could have been saved or what's been spent. But today we're gonna focus on the positive. So today's episode looks at a group of Americans who have recently cut their spending, and that group is larger than you think. Well, I, focusing on the positive today, I, I like that. Where do we start? Well, we're, we're going to start, as we always do, by mentioning our source from the information fueling today's discussion. The data comes from a July 2019 article from Motley Fuel. 33% of Americans slashed their spending this past year. Here's how you can do it. So we're going to look at each of the three tips from the article in depth. But first, what are some of the reasons that people might be looking to cut back on expenses? Ah, good question. So 
I'm sure a lot of people, if they're in retirement or headed there, want to cut back on expenses so they can make their money last longer or leave more to loved ones. Um, but I can imagine the possibilities are nearly endless, Corey. What does the article say about that? Well, Tony, the reasons cited in the article were a loss of job or income, mm. newly acquired debt, and a fear of a positive future downturn in the economy. So it's likely that you've encountered some, if not all, of these scenarios and motivations. Even if you're lucky enough to avoid these factors, these tips still can be valuable for your personal finances. Yeah. yeah and hopefully uh, a lot of our listeners aren't dealing with any of those difficult circumstances. But just in case, what's the first tip? Well, the first tip in the article, and I, you know, a lot of people don't like this, but it's follow a budget. You know, I'd add that for many people, are you know, really a preliminary step would be creating a budget in the first place. You can easily create a budget by looking through your recent bank and credit card statements. Some of your monthly expenses will be obvious. You know, your rent or your mortgage costs, you know, your car or student loan payments are likely to be a consistent amount each month. But what are you spending on dining out? What does your daily coffee add up to each week or month? These questions really can help identify, you know, really on your categories of spending. Once you've been, you know, once you've identified these categories, you can begin be then really to create your budget. This is going to allow you to find the areas where you can reduce your spending. Right. And it's amazing how those daily expenses can quickly add up. And you're right. A lot of people... Uh, don't like the budget word, but you know, there's so much, uh, my wife and I use some online software. There's a lot of great uh, budgeting software out there. Like you need a budget, YNAB and Quicken and many others. And, and you can kind of sift through, see which one works good for you. And I know that you help people uh, show them how to create a budget and work with your clients as well if they need that. Um, but it can add up, you know, the daily expenses add up to a large amount over the course of a month or a year, don't they? It, they truly do, Tony. You know, spending that seemingly isn't as big takes a, you know, really a large part of our budget. You know, the big expenses like car loan payments, rent or mortgages, they're easy to notice, but there's a chance you're spending just as much in other categories that don't really get as much as, you know, attention that really they probably should. You know, subscriptions that automatically renew are always something that I'd advise my clients, friends, and family to keep an eye on. Are you still using that app or service you bought last year? Even if you deleted it months ago, it's possible that you're still being charged for access, you know, you're currently using. You know, gyms and entertainment services like cable often have those, in, you know, in a drug, you know, in a, you know, those periods where they introduce some type of great rate, right? Yeah. Those periods really can end and your costs can skyrocket. So sometimes you might not even notice. So if you've already established a budget, it's a good practice to review your statements and watch for any, you know, irregular billings, you know, that you might have on your statement. Right. So obviously this is important and I'm sure there are surprising transactions in almost everybody's monthly expenses. It's good to be alert just in case. You know, shopping lists, you know, Tony, are another thing that I'd like to mention. You know, much like making a budget, a shopping list can be helpful to avoid overspending. You know, if it's not on the list, it doesn't go in the cart. So it doesn't matter if that cart is physical or digital. It can almost feel like a challenge or game to make sure that you're following your, you know, your shopping list. And that's really going to help you stay within your budget. Now, today we've been talking about cutting back on spending with some tips from a July 2019 article from The Motley Fool. 
33% of Americans slashed their spending this past year. Here's how you can do it. Yeah, and one of the, the best things, I think, from that first segment, I, I really liked how you mentioned making a shopping list and then sticking to that list when you go out to get something. I know that's something I'm guilty of a lot, uh, impulse buying. What's another tip from the article? Yeah, Tony. So another tip to reduce your excess spending is to avoid spending for fun. Now, for most- Wait a minute, Corey. Is there is there anything other than spending for fun? <laughs> that's what it seems like what it always <laughs> is, but right? We're always, uh -huh. we're always wanting to be able to spend for fun. But, yeah. but for most Americans, shopping falls into two categories. It's really entertainment and necessities. So necessities rarely provide an opportunity for savings, but entertainment may be an area to cut back. You know, in modern life, online shopping has become extremely easy and convenient. In some cases, maybe a bit too easy and convenient. So shopping only for essentials online can really, you know, cut back on some of your spending activity. Browsing or window shopping can be fun, but dangerous temptation. So replacing your window shopping time with a novel or a newspaper can really, you know, help you avoid spending temptations. Yeah, that's another good tip. And I believe you have one more tip from that article, right? That's correct. One more tip from this article, and then we'll turn our attention to another source. But the final tip mentioned is to hide your credit cards. This bit of advice has been popular in recent discussions about personal finances. I've even read some outlandish suggestions to avoid using your credit cards. You know, things like locking them away, giving them to a partner or a third party for safekeeping, or even, you know, literally, you know, freezing them in a block of ice. But no matter what types of steps you take to avoid using them, reducing your credit card spending can be very valuable. Interest charges can compound quickly and eat away at even some of, you know, even eat away at even some of your income. Right. And uh, that's not good. Freezing your credit cards in a block of ice, though. Um, wow. That's that seems extreme to me. Yeah, Tony. And, you know, the thought is that you can't use it until it melts. So that gives you more time to reconsider the expense. So the ultimate anti-impulse buy tactic that might be an extreme example, but, al you know, almost nothing should be out of the question when it comes to managing your spending. In fact, we're now going to turn our attention to another resource from MotleyFool.com. And this is a study that was published in March of 2019 the most wasteful spending habits among Americans. Now this study highlights some of the lowlights of wasteful spending. You know, they've surveyed more than 1,000 individuals about their spending habits. So let's work through these. Perhaps our audience has, you know, been guilty of some of these habits as well. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be a few in here that I've been guilty of uh, per the huge, but uh, I, you know, I'm pretty sure I've been guilty of wasteful spending a time or two. And I really thought, Corey, that Beanie Baby investment was going to pay off. I think a lot of people actually <laughs> did back then. Yeah, I'm, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> but you know, that's really a good place to start. You know, first let's determine, you know, really, really let's define, you know, what many of the survey respondents considered wasteful spending. The most commonly cited examples included paying too much for certain fees and paying a higher interest rate on financed items. They also included forgetting to return things that don't fit or can't be used. So consuming excess energy was another wasteful habit mentioned as well. Wow. Wow. So those all seem like valid areas or ways of wasteful spending, but are those the most common that were in the survey? Well, you know, Tony, the most common waste of money was throwing out leftovers or expired food. 
Nearly 70% of the surveys respondents said they you know, frequently engaged in this habit. So this aligns with the United States Department of you know, Agriculture estimate that in the United States, 30 to 40% of the total food supply is wasted. The USDA also reported that food waste is the single largest component that goes into public landfills. So food waste really is a national challenge. Yeah, you know what? You wouldn't think about that as being a big deal uh, as far as, you know, food. But yeah, I mean, restaurants especially are guilty of it. But even our own homes, we buy a lot of stuff uh, that we don't use. And that is a waste. I mean, it's wasting uh, food and it's wasting money. Uh, So that's a good thing to watch, I guess. That's something that you probably wouldn't think would save you much money. But again, all this stuff, Corey, that you're talking about, all these tips are great because it really does add up. Even I don't care how wealthy you are or how much you have or how little you have, this stuff all adds up. And why be wasteful if you can uh, avoid it? So, Corey, what other habits popped up as the most common wastes of money? Well, you know, Tony, some of the other habits that made the top 10 included, you know, visiting fast food restaurants, buying overpriced beverages, and of course, the famous impulse buying. So in their blog, What Motivates Impulse Buying, psychologytoday.com says that some individuals possess a personality trait called impulse buying tendency, which makes it easier to give into that, you know, really temptation. So this often can lead to buyer's remorse. This ironically brings unhappiness, which is often, you know, the very feeling the impulse buyer was attempting to avoid. Yeah, we, we, I think impulse buying, we do it to make ourselves feel better. Sometimes, you know, subconsciously, we're not even realizing we're doing that. Uh, but we do, we buy things uh, to feel better. Uh, but then we end up having remorse and feeling worse. Is there any way people can try to avoid impulse buying? Well, you know, Tony, impulse buying now and then in moderation really can be harmless. But if you find yourself consistently falling into this really temptation, or if you feel that you want to avoid it, you know, in certain situations, the article from Psychology Today suggests asking yourself this question, did I plan to buy this or did I get the urge to buy it just now? So if this purchase wasn't part of the established plan, isn't on your shopping list or part of your budget, you can probably chalk it up to an impulse buying temptation. Well, and for myself, I've got a solution that I can just make sure pizza is always on my shopping list. (laughs) Pizza and some (laughs) other things. Yes. Yeah, exactly. But seriously, that is a good, you know, that's a good question to ask ourselves. Did I plan on buying it or did I get the urge to buy it just now? Wait a bit and you'll probably change your mind. And that's a good question to consider. Our time is just about up for this segment. Corey, do you have anything else you want to talk about or add before we take a break here? Sure, Tony. You know, our goal at Safe Harbor Retirement Group and Wealth Advisors in our planning process is to truly provide our clients with clarity, knowing they will have a comfortable retirement that they have worked so hard for. Now, you can visit our website at safeharboroh.com or you can give us a call at 614-760-0670. When you do call in, just reference the radio show. We'll set you up with that complimentary no obligation meeting with me. If you don't have a financial plan, we can get you started to make sure that you are on the right track to have the retirement that you wish. If you are retired, um, feel free to come in, get a, get a second opinion to make sure that you're not gonna have any issues later on in life. It's a great way to uh, make sure that you're on track to have the retirement that you want. 
All you need to do is give us a call at 614-760-0670. All right, thanks, and we'll be right back with more discussion about spending and waste after these messages here on Financially Fit Radio with Corey Sickles. There are 96 different months you could file for Social Security benefits. There's over 9,000 combinations if you are married. But that's not all. There's advanced filing strategies that can also be used. By the time you factor it all in, there are over 20,000 calculations that need to be run to find the best way to file for Social Security benefits. To request your complimentary Social Security Maximization Report from Safe Harbor Retirement Group, visit safeharboroh.com. The Social Security Maximization Report will tell you exactly what to do and exactly when to do it. Welcome back to Financially Fit Radio. My name is Corey Sickles from Safe Harbor Retirement Group and Wealth Advisors. If you'd like more information about what you hear during the show, just give us a call at 614-760-0670 or visit us online at safeharboroh.com. And while you're at our website, click on that radio page to check out past shows and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Also, feel free to join us every Saturday at 12.30 p.m. here in Central Ohio. You can turn it on to WBNS, which is the CBS affiliate, and catch our 30-minute TV show, Financially Fit with Safe Harbor Retirement Group. Now, in our last segment, we started to cover some some top reasons for waste, um, and we're going to start talking about some of this uh, going forward as well today. Yeah, and I think it's been a great discussion so far, and uh I appreciate the reminder about uh, downloading or listening to the episodes on your website. Um, that's, uh, that's a great, great idea. It's a great resource, and uh, people can subscribe to the show as a podcast or just listen to this show or past shows right there on the website. Um, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, Tony, you know, it's, it's a great reminder for our listeners out there. We do cover a lot of information in each episode of uh, financially fit radio and those downloads provide the opportunity to review some of the topics um, that we've discussed here um, over the last actually few years so yeah tony kind of turning back to, uh, to our source for today you know one more example of wasteful spending from the survey is paying excessive fees on unnecessary interest you know credit cards are often a big part of our personal economies However, when was the last time you took the time to compare credit card interest rates and fees? Are you sure you have the best card for your spending habits? Many credit cards have rewards programs or frequent flyer accumulation or even cash back options. So it could be a possible that your credit cards aren't providing the best benefits for your spending habits. Yeah, and I think that's a great idea. Taking that opportunity to maximize your credit card rewards and benefits uh, that could help uh, with our spending habits and and help us out financially. Uh, you have to have credit cards, or if you do, uh, why not take full advantage of the options? Just make sure you're not uh, paying too much interest and keep it paid off, right? That's a great point, Tony. You know, there are so many possibilities out there that can impact your overall financial health. You know, one of the reasons that I wanted to focus on these potential areas of wasteful spending is what can happen when those habits, you know, are adjusted. You know, in the survey, respondents were asked what they would do with their money if they wasted less of it. 63% said they'd stress less about their personal financial situation. More than half felt they'd, you know, better meet their financial responsibilities. And here's a big, you know, the big stuff. 57% said they'd invest or invest more. And 61% or 61% said they'd save, you know, more for retirement. Yeah, and those are all good things, especially, you know, saving more for retirement. 
So these wasteful spending habits are definitely having a direct impact on people's long-term financial goals then. That's exactly right. You know, saving money is difficult, no matter if it's, you know, for a rainy day or for a long-term goal like retirement. So there are tools like automatic contributions to a 401k or your individual retirement account that can help. But if you could eliminate some wasteful spending habits, think of how much more money you could save, you know, for your financial future. Right. I mean, exactly. By combining the ways to slash spending and avoiding wasteful spending habits, then we save more money and eventually fulfill our goals. Exactly right. So let's recap the ways to cut spending, you know, from the Motley Fool article we, we mentioned earlier in the show. You know, the first tip in the article is to follow a budget. I know a lot of people don't like to hear that, but um, but as I mentioned, you know, many, you know, for as I mentioned before, for many people out there, that preliminary step would be able to create a budget in the first place. Um, I think it does help to know what you're spending on a monthly basis. And the best way to do that is at least kind of go through the process to see what you are spending on a monthly basis. Yep. Step one, create and follow a budget. So tip number two was to avoid spending for fun. So focus your spending on necessities and do your best to avoid spending too much on entertainment. Again, set them out for entertainment as part of your budget and stick to it. We're not saying don't go out and have, have any fun. What we're saying oh, is, yeah. is just make sure that you have that monthly budget, you know, and you kind of stick to it on a monthly basis. And the, the final tip is to cut back on spending is to hide your credit cards. You know, make them less accessible and build in safeguards. Freeze them in a block of ice or make sure you, that you must discuss potential purchases with a partner before you take that leap. You know, one one of the things that I do, and it just helps me with all my years, is I is really the only credit card I use is my American Express card, and I'm not promoting American Express, but the reason why I do that is because I have to pay it off every month. I don't I don't really have a choice to to have that spending keep building up. So for so for me personally, I have to pay it off, and you know, if you don't have money in your bank account to pay it off, you could be in trouble, right, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I think that's exactly it. So um, obviously, uh, we want to avoid areas that commonly result in wasteful spending. Yeah, you can definitely impact your personal finances by avoiding wasteful, you know, wasting the money on the impulse buying and food and the food waste. You should also avoid excess fees and interest, you know, slashing your spending and avoiding wasteful access or excess can be a valuable tactic to create that financial security. So if you do have a credit card, just pick one out that you have to pay off every month. Um, there's other ones out there besides the American Express that I just you know mentioned. But hopefully our discussion about these tips to curb your spending has provided you with some ideas to improve your savings and help you reach your financial goals, you know, both today and in the future. Right. I think it's been a great discussion, a lot of great tips, but as usual, the time has flown by. Our time is almost up for this week, Joe. Is there anything else you want to add before we go today? Yeah, Tony. You know, our listeners out there can visit our website at safeharboroh.com or feel free to give us a call at uh, 614-760-0670. When you do call in, just reference the radio show. We'll set you up with that complimentary no obligation meeting with me to get you you know, started with your financial plan. Or if you already have one, we'll give you that second opinion to make sure that you're going to have the retirement that you wish. You know, at Safe Harbor Retirement Group and Wealth Advisors, we really provide you with information to help make sound decisions and build a retirement on a solid foundation. 
Now, if you have any questions about today's show or comments, please do not hesitate to give us a call at 614-760-0670, or even feel free to contact us at our website at safeharboroh.com. All right, and that concludes our time for today's episode of Financially Fit Radio with our host, Corey Sickles. Join us again for another episode of Financially Fit Radio. Take care, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Financially Fit Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, contact Corey Sickles at Safe Harbor Retirement Group. Call 614-760-0670 or visit their website at financiallyfitoh.com. Corey Sickles and Safe Harbor Retirement Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.